You're listening to Geek Out Loud Podcast, the official podcast of Geek Out Online. I messed up again. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Geek Out Loud. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I'm just going to leave that. On this episode of Geek Out Loud, it's all about you, the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. As myself and a special guest plow through your emails in an episode that was plagued with technical difficulties. But you know what? We overcame. We got through it because you are the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. And this is your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud podcast. Welcome to the Geek Out Loud podcast. Um, This is going to be quite possibly one of the most awkward podcast listening experiences you've ever had. It comes in kind of three parts, really two and a half. The first part is what we originally recorded um, when we sat down to record. The second part will be actually what you hear right off the bat would be the second time we tried to record and... The third part will be what you're hearing now, me explaining what's going on and why we're cutting away from a situation and that sort of thing. Had some weird, weird, weird software, technical sound difficulties things go on. And it just, oh, it was so disappointing because the first time myself and the guest we have on on this particular show recorded... It was so good, but we and we tried to go back and re-record. We tried to redo things, but you just can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. It just doesn't happen that way at all. So, uh, what you're going to hear now is from the second time we recorded because the first few minutes uh, of our first recording were so messed up, and we're going to jump right into it. And you're going to be welcome to the podcast again and introduced to our special guest. So here we go. Well, that one you have to like click on special to watch. Oh. And he's like, well, and it opens up with him. He's standing there. He's like, welcome to homestyle1a.net. And a voice off camera goes, <laughs> it's dot com. Oh, yeah. Homestyle1a.net. It's dot com. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Website. It's a trip. It's and the strong bad email. I love I haven't been to homestarrunner.com yeah. in ages. Checking the emails. <laughs> <laughs> scroll it. Scroll it. Um, welcome to Geek Out Loud, everybody. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not alone. This is my good friend and your good friend after two episodes ago, Casey. Casey, welcome back again. Well, hi. It's <laughs> good to be back again. Um, going to pull back the curtain, as I want to do here on Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. 
this is the second time Casey and I have sat down to record. Now, this episode. Yes. Now, this could be a yeah. ploy by me to just get in the same room with a lady. or it could be the fact that i need a new freaking computer in my life because my computer apparently sucks and uh it was you heard the ungodly noise it was really bad i think that at this moment in time right now i am going to stick in a clip for everyone and let you hear the ungodly noise that we heard terrible i mean it is awful it is really bad it is absolutely the worst and my heart sunk because uh. last night when we recorded was probably some of the greatest <laughs> recording in the history of recording it was so funny so what what i'm going to try to do is recapture because you can't capture magic twice <laughs> you can't capture magic in a bottle twice so i'm going to attempt to um mash everything up the everything that we do here and and stuff that was done there this could be the greatest endeavor of my entire life which is sad <laughs> <laughs> but um casey's gonna join us today and and you get a lot of positive feedback from you last time by the way really yeah uh, a lot of people like i think the thing is is i don't blame people for liking it when other when someone else is on the show with me because i have to get boring to listen to I mean, I love to hear myself talk. Apparently. But, uh, just but kidding. I, I know. But, <laughs> I, but I, I know I have to be just uber, uber boring to after a while. And so whenever there's a guest on, people tend to enjoy it. And then the episodes where there's been a lady, people <laughs> love it that much more. Because, hey, guys, it's a lady. And because it, it gives <laughs> geeks hope, Casey. It gives every geek hope that there's someone out there for me and you know they don't realize that a lot of times i'm talking to people who aren't single you know <laughs> <laughs> who are involved or whatever the case may be so but um here we are back again a couple of shout outs to start things off with number one i want to give a shout out to my little cousin jennifer who uh has been listening apparently for some time and did not realize we were related what? So, yeah yeah well but the last names are different and so, you know, it's, okay, yeah, whatever. but, uh, she's, she's second cousin. I don't know. It's the child of a first cousin. What is that? Is that a second cousin? Is that math? Yeah, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Who are you it's, talking to? I don't know. I'm, it's family tree stuff. Anyhow, she is apparently a total geek. She's big into Doctor Who. Awesome. Which, by the way, last night after you left, I sat down and finished watching Basically, it was the three-part series finale of season three of right. Doctor Who, where Jack Harkness is with him, and they fight the Master, and he takes over the world and turns the TARDIS into a paradox machine, and oh my gosh, he ages the Doctor <laughs> like 900 years. I know. And Martha's traveling the Earth, just telling the story of the Doctor, and they mm-hmm. said, oh my gosh. I'm going to tell you something. That was very good television that I have watched with this Doctor Who. I'm sold. Like, like now, I want to go back and see all the season finales. I told you you'd like Who. it. Oh my gosh, it was like so it. good! Like I'm sold on, and I'm sold on David Tennant. Okay, so After just yesterday night. you were saying you weren't yeah, just sold on him. Like, yeah, he's okay. Christopher Eccleston's still my favorite. I still uh-huh. love Christopher Eccleston. I think he's still my favorite. But every um, trepidation 
mm-hmm. every not problem, but you know, every little thing that I had about David Tennant washed away in watching these episodes of Doctor Who. The one with the family, yeah, where he like locks them away in different places for all scary. Eternity. He's really scary, oh my right? Gosh, and then when the master died and like he's just holding him and weeping over him, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so deep. That is so good stuff. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm about to choke up just thinking about Aww, it. It was that don't good. Cry, Steve. Uh, don't worry. I don't <laughs> there's, a, there's a thread on the forums that, that someone posted. I said all that to say, hey, Jennifer, I'm glad to have you part of the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. Hi, Jennifer. There's a, <laughs> there is a, uh, there, there's a thread on the forums that a guy started, and he was like, movies that you'll admit that you cried to. And it's all guys that are posting so far on it. And, um, you know, I put one. I'm like, I got a lump in my throat when I watch Rocky Balboa. Because I did. <laughs> when he's at her graveside. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he's going around the town seeing all the places where they used to be. And then when he has his talk with his son. Oh, my God. I was like, that's Rocky. That's Rocky. <laughs> and then at the end when, when he's like... What was it I told the kid? I'm like, get up, Rocky, you can do it. And when we went and saw that movie, I got to see a, a, a early screening of Rocky. My friend Marcus got us some tickets uh, in uh-huh. Greenville, and um, like the whole theater was was just cheering, Rocky, Rocky during the fight. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know you can't hear me, but Rocky, Rocky, I was going uh, nuts. But that's um, so funny. But so, dude posted that he cried in Twilight, and that has caused an uproar. I can't think of who it was. I want to say it was World is Not Enough, but said he cried at the end of Twilight. If this is not him, he's going to be like, what? And so, and, and, yeah, I know. Sorry. Yep, I think it is because he and Poddington, the user Poddington, what's up, guys, mm-hmm. have struck up a little form friendship. They're buds. And Poddington's like, we can't be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and he's like, well, I, if I can't have friends because I cried at Twilight, then this isn't a safe place. And Big Honk and Steve won't like that. And so I come on, I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> but um, so also another shout out to that area. Yeah. Um, the the second one, second shout out has to go to uh, Kim, also known as KK Jordan on the forums. Um, I, I didn't give this shout out for Krilma time. At Christmas for Christmas, Kim <laughs> sent me a the set of Muppets as Star Wars. What? People. Yeah. Current is Luke Skywalker, Piggy is Princess Leia, Fozzie is Chewbacca, uh, Beaker as C-3PO. So uh, Rizzo's in there, Gonzo's Darth Vader. That so, is too yeah, cool. Very cool, very cool. Um, but then Kim completely surprised me and trumped herself. Uh, our friend Kim and our good friend Chris, not ours, but the of uh, the show, okay. uh, were both out at WonderCon in San Francisco this past weekend. And Kim got to meet Carrie Fisher. She stood in line and uh, and got to meet... I'm so jealous. Everyone is. Um, she took pictures. She talked to Carrie. She got Carrie to, on the phone with our friend Jen. What? She, yeah, yeah. How about that crap? And uh, by the way, Mark Hamill, $100 for his autograph. What? Thank you. Who's Mark Hamill? Exactly. There you go. So anyhow, JK, uh, apparently at some point awesome. in the proceedings, uh, Carrie pulled out a little trading card size picture of her as Leia and signed it and gave it to Kim as something extra because Kim just had a couple of books to get signed by her. Mm-hmm. And Kim stuck that in the mail to me. 
and I got that today in the mail. And so, Kim's pretty cool. Kim is very cool. Means a lot, Kim. Thank you for that. I really greatly appreciate that. And it's going to have a special place of honor in the Star Wars room. I'm trying to decide if I should hang it on the wall or if I should, because I've got it. I've got card protector to put it in and get a little stand and stick it on a little stand and like make a little Leah Leia. Oh, that could be set cool. Set of figures around it. That could be pretty cool. I think that'd be pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Sweet moolah. But anyhow, so so shout outs go to Kim and uh, and Jennifer there, little cousin Jennifer. And <laughs> um, I know there was some other shout outs. I didn't write down my notes like I normally do because this episode is completely, a few episodes ago had the 25th anniversary, devoted <laughs> it completely to listener email. And um, since then, in the interest of time on episodes, because we had you on before you, we had Dave on, you being Casey. And uh, <laughs> and then the last episode, I was wanting to talk some movie scores and stuff. And so I'd kind of let some, I'm doing my hands here, emails pile up. And uh, so I figured, you know what, let's clear out the backlog. Let's do a whole episode today devoted just to you, the listener, and your emails. So, Casey, you ready to help me jump into some emails here? Yeah, let's go. Let's jump into it. first one comes from a good buddy Raj in the UK. Now, Raj says he's Raj in the UK, but he actually works in China. Mm. And I am banned in China. (laughs) 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 Why is that funny? I don't know. I love it. I think it's awesome (laughs) that communist China's like, no, we want no part of capitalist America. Wow, that's awesome. So anyhow, Raj says, hey there, Steve. Just going through episode 29, of which you were a part, Casey. Cool. He says, A, dude, TMNT is just awesome. Thank you. I have the TMT, TMNT song as my ringtone. I also still say that the Turtles will win in a fight against the Thundercats. However, it will be an epic battle. It wouldn't be epic. Turtles would win so fast. Against the Thundercats? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Turtles are... No. And they have Splinter on their side, so the they are totally... The Thundercats have the sword of Thundera. Thunder. Thunder. Thundercats. Ho. <laughs> Turtle power. What? But uh, Splinter, as a rat, will be the first casualty of the battle. I don't think so. Against the cats? Nah. It's cat and mouse game. Ah, oh, but he's kind of like got the Master Yoda sort of thing going for I him. I can see that. I also point you to Tom and Jerry. There's a mouse that survived against a cat. There you go. Pretty well, so. I mean, I don't think that's um, sad. What? It wouldn't. <laughs> okay, keep going. The old Splinter versus the Thundercats, what happens? Ooh. Do you know enough about the Thundercats to comment yes. on Yes. Well, thank you. Give me kind of a... <laughs> Well, calm down. Give me kind of a picture <laughs> of what happens. I mean, does Splinter just clean house right off the bat? Or he's does does, does he struggle at all with the Thundercats? No, because he's Splinter. He's like Yoda without the Force. What if Mumra cool. shows up? I don't the care. The bad guy. He's teamed he... up with Shredder. 
But they would they wouldn't be fighting against the turtles while they're in a battle against the Thundercats. That's true. I mean, you where did good, that come from? You make from? a good point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> suddenly it's just a big duh. every man for himself. <laughs> he goes on to say, "What if the Thundercat bad guy showed up?" <laughs> well, that's Mumra. He is the Thundercat's bad guy. Well, then that would just start the thing in chaos. I know that's true. I'm, I wasn't why do you want to make it confusing? I was. I wasn't trying to make it confusing. Don't come on my show and be a smart aleck. <laughs> Okay, let's proceed with yes, this email. Let, thank let's you. move forward. Oh, do I have your permission to do so? Let's please. Uh, he says, B, you mentioned that you're a big fan of the Arthur mythology. There's a show that just finished its 13-episode uh, season in, in the, on the BBC. And, um, my goodness, stupid computer stuff. Uh, it's called Merlin. And someone was telling me about this in another email. said it's a retelling of the Merlin and his relationship with Arthur. Imagine that it's like Smallville version of Merlin. Hmm, where they take certain liberties. It's very well written and is skewed towards a more family-friendly audience. Special effects are not on the level of an American network television show, but are fairly decent. Thoughts you would like to take a look. Someone else had mentioned this in an email from last episode, I believe. And I would like to take a look. So hopefully that'll come on in America because I like Merlin. Yeah. Smallville done with Merlin. A Merlin done Smallville style. A young Merlin growing up in the hills of England, learning his magic powers. That's cool, but with he can't With a reporter he can't sidekick fly, friend. So. <laughs> reporter sidekick friend. Wondering about all the weird stuff that happens in... Wall of Weird. Smallville <laughs> of London. Anyhow, thanks, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> Get the coffee in your case and keep it coming. This comes from Justin. And this is in reference to the last episode about movie scores. He says, hey, Steve, I just wanted to write in and list a few of the movie scores that are at least bear an honorable mention. First, the Fantastic Four scores. I love the Silver Surfer theme from FF2. Hey, side note, why does everyone hate on these movies? I love both of them. Did you see the Fantastic Four movies, Casey? Yeah. What'd you think? Did you ever read the Fantastic Four comic book back in the day? No. That explains it. I mean, like, I wasn't like, woohoo, this is the best movie ever. Right, right, But I was right. kind of like, eh. I think that when people read the Fantastic Four comic, there are very few people that say this is the best comic book ever. I love the Fantastic Four. It was one of my favorite comic books as I started collecting and everything. Um, have tons of issues of the Fantastic Four, and I really enjoyed the movies. I thought they caught the heart of what the whole books are about and everything, because they're fun. They're not a dark, brooding group. Well, as you can tell, we uh, faded out in the middle of Justin's email, and so what I'm going to do now is take you to the second day of recording, where I think we got all the way through with his particular email. So here it is. Check it out. All right. Um, this first one today, am I in the right place? No, I'm not. <laughs> this first one today comes from... Justin. What's up, Justin? Justin says, here's some stuff you missed, but I'm not mad about it. I just wanted to write in and list a few of the movie scores that at least bear an honorable mention. First, the Fantastic Four scores. I love the Silver Surfer theme from FF2. Hey, side note, <laughs> why does everybody hate on those movies? I love both of them. They'd probably be in my top ten. Fantastic Four movies? Probably not in my top ten. Well, okay. <laughs> that's but, but that's cool. Um, they're happy movies. They really are. If you if you read the Fantastic Four 
comic book. Um, what you have is it's a family book. I mean, it's a it's a family that's dealing with the fact they've got superpowers. And I think what everyone wants out of superhero movies and the Fantastic Four wasn't that. They brought the fun and the heart of the comics. John Ottman did the score for both of those movies, and I'm not as familiar with them as maybe I should be. <laughs> so all that to say, got nothing for the Fantastic... I mean, I don't have nothing for it. I just... No, you like the movies. I do. I just don't have much to say about the soundtrack because I'm not too familiar with them. Um, He says the last two Harry Potter movies, Goblet of Fire, Order of Phoenix, the the music there, that was not John Williams. John Williams did the original two movies. Yes, two movies. And um, I don't know who did those. I don't know either. Me either. They do a good job, though. Yeah, well, they... They're really adapting. Great. They adapt what John Williams like some of his original themes and stuff are, and then um, and then build on those. And that they, and that takes some work. That takes a lot of work to do that. Uh, the Iron Man movie had some really good stuff in it. The track "Driving with the Top Down" is one of the best that comes to mind, and that is it's got a very metal feel to it, along with the orchestra. It's got that. Um, did you ever hear the Metallica album S and M? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was like symphony and metal or something like that. And what it is is they were playing with a symphonic band like a mm-hmm. orchestra and that's kind of the feel of of the iron man theme and it or the iron man score and it's really good i think all the disney slash pixar movies have really good scores too the two toy stories and wally are some of my favorites i think wally is definitely worth mentioning because of the fact that it helped relay the emotions of the characters that could not speak wally casey <laughs> drop my pen there you go this is awesome i really liked wally wally was phenomenal it was really, really cute. It was cute, but it was also a scathing commentary on humanity, uh, especially American yeah. humanity. I mean, yeah. wasteful and. Uh, well, as much as the idea of America. just floating around in a chair and having everything brought to me and done for me appeals to me, you know, the idea of the hopelessness that was there, it was just really a good. And but it also was a celebration of the human spirit as well, that once they mm-hmm. realized that there was hope to go back home, you know, the captain especially became the hero, the captain of that ship. Oh, yeah. um, again, that's another one I'm not real familiar with the score just because I've seen the movie once. So <laughs> I can talk about the movie. I just can't talk about the score. Um, the last two I'll mention are the Incredible Hulk soundtrack. And uh, Bruce and Betty theme is kind of bittersweet because it goes to show their love for one another. But it's also sad because you can hear it in the music that they can never really be together. Uh, the Incredible Hulk soundtrack is really good. It's done by Craig Armstrong, who did the Twin Towers movie that Nick Cage was in um, about the 9-11 tragedy. And he is a piano player. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there's nothing funny about that. No, there's not. There's, if you, because we've done some fancy schmancy editing on the show. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that at all. Um, but there's something funny to me and Casey, and so it's inside jokes all the way around. And everyone knows that the funniest jokes are inside jokes. So, um, anyhow, Craig Armstrong did the score. Phenomenal score. I really liked it. The The Incredible Hulk theme is great. It's got some great power behind it. But he also brings up the old TV show theme in one piece, and it's very cool, very good stuff. Last but certainly not least is Kung Fu Panda. Have you seen Kung Fu Panda? No, I haven't. Have you? I have not either. <laughs> but all of my, everyone that sees it, all my friends say, you are Kung Fu Panda. You've got to see that movie. <laughs> I'm like, why? Because I'm fat and furry? Uh, you know. <laughs> 
But um, so I can't speak to that score either. But I'm sorry I missed that thing. Uh, and that comes from Justin. Justin, way to get us started off, friend. Way to get us started off. And I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I hit the wrong button to go back to the emails. <laughs> Marzi Pan. <laughs> Have you ever played the game where you make him talk on the Home Star Runner? No. It's pretty fun stuff. Debbie D. Debbie D. from up in Toronto. Talking about the Merlin show. After we talked about... All right, before we get into uh, Debbie's email on the re-recording of the episode, uh, I'm going to switch back over to the first time we recorded the episode. I I think you can see the energy that Casey and I had on the first go-around is a lot different than the energy we had the second time around. The first time we were hyped up on coffee, we had been hanging out a little bit before. It wasn't like, oh, no, we've got to do this again. It was, hey, we get to podcast together. So... Um, and then when, oh my gosh, when it messed up, we were just both just in such despair. So we're going to now take it back to the first recording and I won't be doing this a lot more because we've eventually just got fed up with trying to do it again. So, um, everything's going to be the first recording and you may have me come in with a little preamble when the sound breaks out. But, uh, here we go, uh, back to the first time around with Debbie. Here comes from Debbie, Debbie D. What's up, Debbie? She's up in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We were talking about Canada cool. earlier. You want to do your <laughs> first edition there? I'm going to read an email from Canada, eh? <laughs> this email is about, uh, about the Merlin show. <laughs> Listen here. Uh, it says, Hi, Steve. Terrific podcast as usual. Just a quick note for your Canadian listeners. BBC's Merlin will be airing on Can- in Canada on CTV during 2009. No specific date set. So... All you Canadian listeners, Debbie said it, it must be so. Merlin's coming to BBC or to CTV up in Canada. This one comes from Chris. Chris says, I really enjoyed your last show and have every soundtrack you had. I grew up with a mom who was privy to show tunes and classical music, so my fascination grew from there. I think that you're on the right track with John Williams. You missed, though, the fact that he did music for an early 80s horror movie called The Fury. Never heard of it. Me either which they are remaking, by the way. His music really fits that movie as he was into using woodwinds during the early years. Yes, he was. The item I wanted to write about was not Mr. Williams, though. You did not even mention John Barry. He is, of course, famous for one of my favorites, James Bond. And this is actually Chris's The World is World is Not Enough on the forums. Cool guy. He's a truck driver. Cool. Uh, cool. His best score in the Bond films was from the movie On Her Majesty's Secret Service. It fit every mood and feel of this movie. The other movies had good scores by him, but this one tops himself. He also did movies scores for Dances with Wolves, which anyone has to admit has a great score. And lastly, the first time I heard music was from the Jeff Bridges version of King Kong. I even have that soundtrack on vinyl. Now, for our younger nice. listeners out there, that means a record. <laughs> Records are like big CDs that don't play in CD players. They play on record players with a needle. There you go. Imagine that crap. That is pretty crazy. Did you ever have a record player? Are you old enough to have a record player? Yeah. Or you kind of a young lass? Yeah. My mom had a record player, though. Did you ever play it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it flipped the record over whenever it was. Oh, done. very nice. It was That's pretty. That's a fancy schmancy record. It was player. pretty sweet. We didn't have one that flipped it over. We had to turn the records over ourselves. 
But now you could stack them though. That was the thing about the record players. You could stack the records in uh and on the one we had and it would hold them up until the one record was done playing and then you it would pull it down and the needle would come back over and in oh, town cool. and start playing. Um James Bond music is very that whole James Bond da 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 da, da very iconic score for James Bond. It is. Um the the big Um very <laughs> Casey just like looked at me with a look of fear. She's like, Oh God, he's gonna kill me. Um so yeah, very iconic score. Uh Edgar, Edgar Chung says, Long time listener, first time emailer for Geek Out Loud. We need a What's sound up? I need a sound effect for first time emailers. It should be something happy, like woo, woo, do that again, <laughs> woo. <laughs> That's the sound effect for first time emailers from now on. Let's try. It. Let's see how it fits in. Dear Steve, I'm a long time listener, first time emailer. Woo! There you go. I think it works. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't mention John Powell's score for the Bourne movies. I know that you've seen mm. them because you referenced the Bourne movies in your Dark Knight episode of Geek Out Loud when Batman uses a skyhook to flee Hong Kong with Lao. Yes, I did. Anyways, let me know what you think of the score of the Bourne movies. My favorites are from the Bourne Ultimatum soundtrack. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, the first... What was the first Bourne movie called? Bourne Identity. And do you remember where you were when you saw that? In a theater. Very good, Casey. Do you remember what theater? Waycross? No. You were in the Mall of Georgia Theater. Because, Did we see that together? Yeah, because we were getting away. <laughs> I knew from... like, we saw it together. I didn't know like where. Because <laughs> we were we were on a trip and we were getting away. From I remember everybody. now. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I've got to get away from these people. And you're like, let's go see a movie. I'm like, all right, let's do it. All right. Yeah. I remember all that's coming, coming back, back to me from now. Tacoa. Yeah. Tacoa, Georgia. So okay, that had the same. Oh, who's the actor? Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah. Okay, so here's the link to that. Okay. The Departed yes. has a really awesome soundtrack. Mm, yeah. So there you go. I'm not familiar. I've seen The Departed once, so I'm not familiar enough with the soundtrack. It's like an Irishy oh, nice. feel. And yeah? It, I love it. Cool. I think it's awesome. Do you awesome. have it on, on compact discs or MP3 format? Yes. Cool. Did you just say that so you didn't come across as like... No, I do. I do. I have it. Brian P. McGowan, ladies and gentlemen, writes, Dear Big Honkin', I'm listening to your most recent podcast, and it reminded me of a few different plane-related incidents. I'll go from bad news to good (laughs) news, just to leave you on a high note. Now, in the last episode, we read an email from someone whose boss was on the plane that went down. I know. It made me teary. Oh, really? Did you listen to that? Yeah. The baby. So you're still listening to the podcast, huh? Yeah, why not? I don't. I mean, I just feel like people don't listen sometimes. I did, and I remember the the baby I thing. I can't fathom people listening to the podcast. Why? Just because I sometimes feel like if it's just me, it's not worth it. That's not true. Okay. I'm sure that you've probably heard about the 3407 plane crash that happened a few days ago now. This just happens mm-hmm. to be 20 minutes from my house, so it hit pretty close to home. Yeah, I don't want to bring down Geek Out Loud, though. So I'll go with that funny in a dark comedy way story. Well, Brian, you're going to make fun of plane crashes? 
Maybe I should have screened what? these emails. <laughs> Another year, around a year and a half ago, I traveled to Japan for a study abroad thing. I was traveling with another girl from my school who happened to be afraid of flying. I tried my best to reassure by taking, by, wait, by talking about how planes are the safest way possible to travel. Statistically speaking, said Superman. As mm-hmm. I've traveled on a plane a few times before, I described to her that you will hear some weird noises and the plane may shake a bit when it takes off. These are all perfectly normal. Well, I was shortly proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Due to a thunderstorm in the Chicago airport, we couldn't take off. We were forced to wait in the plane until the storm had passed. Well, all planes formed into a line, apparently quite haphazardly. This is when I felt a big shake, a large bang. Now, I still assured my friend that it was probably nothing, even though I may not have believed that myself. Then a ding sounded above me, the ever ominous <laughs> then the pilot came over the loudspeaker in classic pilot voice. Uh, I just had a little boo-boo, so we're going to pull over here and you guys out. <clears throat> boo-boo? I wonder. I still don't know exactly what had happened. I left the plane and looked out the window at the plane that had nearly taken off in half of one wing, and the tail wing was gone. I leaned over and said, now that isn't normal. <laughs> Wow. You think, Brian? I mean, <laughs> I just had, obviously he had a collision with another plane. Do you think? Like, because they were trying to jockey for position or on the runway? it just fell apart. I mean. I don't want to believe that a plane can just fall apart like that. I mean, I'm saying it. I was being sarcastic. I'm just saying, I don't want to believe that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had a little boo-boo. <laughs> what if he'd have tried to take off? What if he hadn't noticed his wing was gone? Do pilots have rear view mirrors for those kind of things? That's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. Favorite part of the original Superman movie was when he saved Air Force One. The lightning blows their engine out, mm-hmm. and the pilot's like, What the heck was that? Only he <laughs> But it's just the way he says it. This one comes from Kratos, also known as Joe. Sup, Joe? Sup, Joe. I've not emailed you in a... Can I call you Joe? I've not emailed you in a while. I was enjoying your Musical Scores podcast, and it was awesome. I loved all your track choices, and the podcast was extremely well produced. Well, thanks, Joe. Here's my favorite soundtrack. Not really sci-fi or fantasy, but really close. Braveheart. What say you, Casey? Awesome. Are you, now, are you just... I know. I, I love that movie. Oh, that's an incredible movie. I, I love have it on movie. VHS. I have it on VHS, too. Big What's two, up? two tapes. High five. Up top. What? Uh, we... <laughs> We should go watch it now. Um, I do love Braveheart. Uh, the score is phenomenal. I do enjoy the score. It's one of those that it's it's good to read by if you're reading like really a, awesome. a, a, a fictional set in the past kind of book kind of thing. You know those book things that you open have pages, words. Yeah, it tells a story. Yeah. Words yeah. form sentences left to right, up and down. Paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> He says, that was an awesome soundtrack. My junior year of college was a tough one. In four months, I lost four people close to me, including my mm. last grandparent. I would uh, I would listen to that soundtrack alone in my room in the dark, and it calmed me, and it really spoke to me. When I listen to it now, it's still so powerful. And it really is. The the, the, the choice of instruments that... Um, who composed that soundtrack? I can tell you right now, right off the top of my what? head. Uh, James Horner. Uh, James Horner used not just bagpipes, but also some other, uh, some stringed instruments and stuff that really made it sound, it just worked so well. It had a great, 
Celtic feel to it without being too uh, too Renaissance fairish. Yeah. If I can say that. Um, so he says, uh, my other favorite is Conan the Barbarian soundtrack. I was a wrestler in high school. In college, I would lift weights and go running to that soundtrack. I still do. Will of Pain song when young Conan is pushing the wheel and getting strong. Man, I want to go to the gym. Stevie Rock, keep him coming, and I will keep listening. Now, here's the thing about me and Conan the Barbarian. Never seen it. Me either. Moving on. Top five comic villains, he says. Number one, Magneto. I love his power, and I love how they use it in the movies, and I love that we call him a villain, but he has a valid point of view with harsh methods, so society calls him a villain. Magneto. Number two, Apocalypse. Ancient and powerful. <laughs> Number three, Juggernaut. I love the Juggernaut. Eternal and unstoppable. Just like me. What? You're not eternal and unstoppable, Kratos Joe. Number four, Venom. He knows everything about Spidey and has all his powers and more. And number five, Lex Luthor, a normal human giving a god fits. Was this an order from like... Probably not. This... Okay, because Lex Luthor is by far the you best think villain. Number one? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Now, is that just because of Michael Rosenbaum? He is awesome, yeah. He's my favorite, Lex Luthor. about Smallville since... Since the break? Yeah. I don't think so. What? Speaking of Lex Luthor, <laughs> how'd you think of the way things ended there, my friend Casey? I'm okay with it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, he's not dead, obviously. Well, obviously, because he's around in the obviously. future. Obviously. Exactly. So, I mean, I think they had to do what they had to do. If what he's do you not think of back. the news that Smallville has had is getting a ninth season? Um, I don't know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's, are they really? Yes, is it is yes. set? Like, yes, it's official. That's cool. I was I was just really like excited at the beginning of this season because yeah. it really felt like they were moving in a good direction to like really pull mm-hmm. you know Clark Ford and like up. yeah yep. and tie it all together and I mean you know they slowed everything down whenever they brought Lana back right. and and things like that but I think you know it still has I guess if they want to do another season like maybe at least they'll use their time to to really wrap it up oh sure, sure. to like really bring Here, it around here's my problem with the season nine. One of my one of my problems. They're gonna have Lana and Clark say goodbye again. You is she is she back? No, no. I'm just saying well, that you can't tell me they're gonna go 22 episodes without getting Kristen to come back as Lana at least once, for at least one episode, and have them do the whole goodbye thing all over again. Maybe not. Well, they broke up like 10 times in season five. Well, yeah, I mean, but love, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm ready to see to that, see it move forward, and I think a lot of other people are too. I I, agree, I would agree. You know? you know, and so you know, even if after, they if they brought her back at all, like maybe it would just be, you know, something like, you know, obviously he's over you. Mm-hmm. He's moving forward. He's got a little thing for Lois. You what know, about, what about their goodbye though? Oh, I don't even. I'm not even a big Lana fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but. That made me want to be like, "Don't go." This is why I'm saying that it really they brought don't need her to bring character Lana around. Back because yeah. they that ended was the that perfect perfectly. wrap up for that. You know, I don't like her really off in the world with superpowers, but the idea of, of just how they did it—that was mm-hmm. such a touching, moving moment—and I absolutely loved how they how they said goodbye, and and I I think it worked so so well. 
So I don't know. I mean, I think if you can do us a season nine where we wrap things up and, and we don't have a special appearance by Lana, I'm on board. I think it would be better without her, you know, just to keep moving forward. Now, the rumor is, and the, and the thing people are speculating, is that Sam Witwer, Davis Bloom, mm-hmm. Doomsday, may not be back next season, apparently. This is all spoilery, people, and I'm stealing <laughs> Starkville's House of Ales Thunder. Um, but that he could take over, take on the persona of Zod. What? And be Zod. What? I'm just telling you what I've heard. But he's supposed to be this doomsday thing. I know what he's supposed to be, Casey. What are they doing? Well, I'm not, on, no, writers, that's not definite. That's not definite. That's not. That's just what some <sighs> people have speculated. That is well, total fan speculation. Come on, people, don't freak me out like that. <laughs> Griffin says, "Just finished listening to the movie score episode, and I have three words for you: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice." If you haven't heard it lately, check it out. It is great. Mm. No more bacon. No more sausage. No more scramby eggs. No more grits. I didn't show you the video I wanted to show you before we got started. (laughs) Um, I saw the thumb go down as we mentioned Beetlejuice. Yeah, but I... I meant to not do that. That's I want fine. to be positive and drink coffee. Well, you know what? I've got to respond to Griffin because I didn't respond to him via email. Griffin, I downloaded some of the Beetlejuice soundtrack today um, just trying to get a feel for it and and see what I could speak of it. I'm going to say something here, and it may alienate me from a lot of my audience. Danny Elfman, not one of my favorite composers out there. He did Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice sounds like just about any other Danny Elfman and Tim Burton collaboration that's not Willy Wonka or Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the same thing with the superhero stuff. If you listen to the Batman theme by Danny Elfman, which was great, it was good stuff, mm-hmm. and then turn around and listen to the opening theme of the old Flash TV show, same thing. Listen to The Shadow, which was scored by Danny Elfman, same thing. Even parts of the Spider-Man score, the original Spider-Man scores that came out was very much Batman. Um, Elfman, I respect. He has no musical, no formal musical training other than, you know, I guess instrumental lessons and that sort of thing. But, like, I just, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm, everyone has now got their hands on the home keys. (laughs) And they're typing up geekoutonline at gmail.com and they are letting me have it. Like, even before this is posted, people just sense it in the force. <laughs> that I, speaking of sensing stuff in the force, Casey, do you do Facebook? Or are you on, you're on Facebook? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. One of my top friends there, that little app that yeah. I never use any of my apps on Facebook. What? Um, there's a group on Facebook. Have you joined the Get Steve on the Force cast group on Facebook? I didn't know there was a group. There is now. Um, we should go to my Facebook right, right, now right now and, and sign me and up. Join it. Here's the thing, everyone. There, there are two things I need to let you know about. Number one, there. Then this is I should have taken notes so I could do this at the outset of the show. There is a Facebook group on Facebook called Get Big Honkin' on the Force Cast. You can go to my Facebook profile and check it out, or you can just search for 
big honking on the Force Cast, I guess, and you'd find it. <laughs> Jason and Jimmy Mack, the two hosts of the Force Cast, are both on Facebook. We need to, they're, right now there are only 93 members of this group, but we need to, every single one in that group, send them an invitation to be in the group with us. Um, how funny would that be if, like, yeah, let's get big on the force, Kevin. They never get in touch with me. That's funny. <laughs> so send them. So let's do that. And then number two, the other thing is there's now an official Facebook group of the official podcast of GeekOutOnline.com. Uh, there is a Geek Out Loud group. There's That's like cool. six members right now. I don't know what a Facebook group does. Um, that we can't do on the It's forums. more like a fan club, but you don't really do anything. I don't need a fan club, though. Yeah. I mean, what? I'm not, I don't, I have listeners, not fans. It can be a listener club. A listener club. All right, so go join the Facebook listener club. That's good. So, yeah. The official group of the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got confused Speak there. Speak English? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fool me once. Shame on <laughs> What? You. <laughs> fool me. You can't fool me twice. <laughs> I'm not going to get fooled again. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that um, that fell flat. Here we go. Raj again. <laughs> this is another email from Raj. He says, Mr. Honkin, how is life on the other side of the world? First off, just wanted to say really getting into Clone Wars. Have you watched any of that yet? Yes, I have. Thank you. What, what did you think? I like it. Yes. Woohoo. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's not a new What have you I mean, what have you seen? I saw the one with Yoda mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. all bad A. Raise my glass to that, yeah. Really cool. Um and the one with the blue sh- the shadow. Blue yes, the shadow. blue shadow virus, yeah. Yes. Or the blue shadow virus. Yeah, I like that was really funny. <laughs> I like how it's like it can be kind of funny and like lighthearted, but then at the right. same time it can be like it's dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not like. Did you see uh, last week's episode where Maybe. Anakin rams the Star Destroyer into? Yes, the... that was yes. really cool. Was too. that an awesome I've episode? I've got it on my DVR now, yes, so it records it. I'm really excited. Yes, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, and then I he just it. It sits so back cool. and chills and just like watches the show. Just watches the battle going. He's like, he's "Way like, to go, I'm, little Ahsoka! I'm good. We got Way to do your control. thing. Go ahead, girl, do your thing." I like her. Yeah, she's really cool. She's I, really cool. Um, and she's and she's progressed in some cool ways since the beginning of the season, and it's mm-hmm. been and that's nice to see coming in on the end of the season in the last two episodes, apparently. So, and the next two, I mean, rather coming up. So tomorrow nights, and then next week will be the season finale of the Clone Wars. <laughs> I know, but uh, hey, that's cool because you've got a hundred episodes they're making, so five seasons worth. Woo! That's um, awesome. I'm excited. Yes, he says I was a fan of the movies, and I enjoyed the first Clone Wars cartoon. Never got a chance to watch the new series till last week. Managed to watch a good five or six episodes as well as the movie, and I gotta say it's entertaining to watch Star Wars truly unboxed and free of the constraints of a live action movie. Yes, I like the first Clone Wars cartoons too. The Gindy Tartakovsky stuff. Yes. Yes. You did that, Samurai that a, Jack, and I loved Samurai Jack, yeah, you too. you did. You are Samurai Jack. I was such a And do you know I've Samurai never Jack watched fan. Samurai Jack? What? I know. Should I Netflix what? it? Yes. Okay. Oh, the animation is just so good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Well, and it was like at that time where everything was going all anime-y, and it totally just has its own thing. It's, yeah. It's really awesome. Yep. Awesome guy. Um, bonus marks have to go to the World War Newsreel voiceover guy thing. 
Real sense of nostalgia, even though I'm 23 and never actually saw any World War news reels. Yes. Word. Word. <laughs> Casey's raising her hand as I read this email to get a word in. <laughs> Secondly, I've randomly made a list of top five movie-going experiences I can remember. Regardless how the movie was, this is just a list of how much I enjoyed going to it. Raj is a fan of lists. Of course, there's a pattern between a good movie and a good trip to the cinema, so that will be below. Other than that, you keep geeking, I'll keep geeking, and together we'll do the same thing as we do every night. Try and take over the world. Oh, I love Pinky yes, and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain reference. Here's what Raj says. Number five, this is movie-going experience. 21. Friday night, a large group of... Did you see 21 with Kevin Spacey and about the blackjack? No? Okay. Good, <laughs> it was a good movie. Uh, a large group of us organized a theme night of sorts. We went for 21, then we went on to a casino for a night of blackjack. Oh, fun. We managed to arrange all eight of us on one blackjack table. It was an enjoyable night, and I managed to win just enough to cover my movie ticket. Wow. Number four, Star Wars Episode Three. One of the first times I watched a movie on opening night. Movies in HK Hong Kong typically open on Thursdays. Three of us went with one friend bringing his lightsaber for the entire drive there. I told him he was crazy, only to arrive at the cinema and end up sitting next to a stormtrooper for the movie. <laughs> That is awesome. You're such, you're such a bloody fool. Why would you bring your lightsaber to the movie? <laughs> you're a stormtrooper. <laughs> that was my very bad Raj impersonation. That was really bad. <laughs> I think Raj is probably way cooler than that. Yes, I'm sure he is. I'm, Raj is very cool. Raj he is, is really cool. I'm. I like this guy. Raj has been with this with the podcast since like the early days. So. Raj is my boy. High five. My boy, my brother from another mother on another side of the world. What? Word. Uh, number three, Iron Man. Me and two others were so amped for this movie, but I had to contain my excitement for that week as I had to finish off a paper due in that Friday. I performed an all-nighter, finished the paper, handed it in at uh, half 11. That's UK talk for 11.30. What? So I'm just giving a shout-out to Raj with his UK talk. Handed in at half 11 and then went to the 11.40 a.m. show. I don't know how you'd say 11.40 if 11.30 is half 11. Half plus 10, 11. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For the movie. Extra points for staying after the credits and making sure that the entire audience, about 15 people, actually listened to me and stayed as well. Extra points to you indeed, sir. Number two, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Me and my father always had a tradition of watching movies whenever my mom and my brother were out of town. So it just so happened that Lord of the Rings 1 and 2 happened to fall into this frame. And me and my dad watched it together. Very cool. However, for the third movie, I was going to be in Boston in February when the movie was supposed to come out in Hong Kong. Part 1 and 2 came out two months late, so I arranged to watch 3 with my mates. We had a ticket. We had tickets to a screening of Fellowship and Towers Extended Edition, followed by a 1201 screening of Return. On my way to the cinema, I found out that Hong Kong, where I was flying to meet my family next week, was getting a release in time for me to watch it with my dad. I gave up my ticket to the movies, um, a loss of $55. What? Yes. A week later, flew back for the holidays, spent some time with the family, and we went to a cinema called The Director's Club, where it's basically 16 large recliner seats with unlimited popcorn and soft drinks. That's we an amazing... We have to go there. Yes. Um, We're going to come visit, Raj. And even a little call button for a waiter to come bring your order, whatever you want. What? Oh, my gosh. The whole family came for this trip with mom falling asleep about 40 minutes into it. If it wasn't for the fact that the ticket is almost three times the standard movie ticket, I would be watching at the Director's Club almost all the time otherwise. We Um, have to go there. We've got to go to Hong Kong. 
So we're we going. Can go to the do you have your passport? Club. I do. Me too. Well, rock on. We have to book tickets now. Right now. Who? We're should... going to take a podcasting break so we can Who book we... tickets. Yes. Hold on. We'll be right back after these messages. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring uh, conversation anyway. Laugh it up, fuzzball. All right, in fairness to you, the listening audience, I had a bit planned where we were going to look <laughs> at freaking tickets online to Hong Kong for next weekend and be like, oh my gosh, that's way too much. We can't pay that. Because I figured surely if I go to Priceline and put in next week is the week we need to go, and we were going to come back like three days later. Like we were going to go see a movie, come back. Yeah. And uh, at the director's club and stay with Raj so we didn't factor in yeah, hotels. Yeah. It's $1,100 for two tickets. <laughs> we are so going. We are there. We are Raj. so going. <laughs> it is going to be a plan we will see you next weekend raj so um <laughs> just to finish out raj's email his number one movie going experience my friday uh, the incredible hulk cool my friday started 11 30 a.m ish and went like so iron man with crazy geek friend lunch chinese dim thumb incredible hulk with crazy greek friend prince caspian with girlfriend iron man with group of friends incredible hulk with some with same group of friends Dinner, Incredible Hulk with cousin who loved the TV series and therefore wanted to watch the movie. Iron Man with same cousin who wanted to watch the midnight show of Iron Man after seeing how the movies were connected. I did not leave the building for the whole day, and because of my unlimited movie card, all the viewings did not cost me a cent. What? I want a movie card. I'll... Let's go unlimited. to Hong Kong and get one. We are so going. See you next weekend, Raj. <laughs> yeah. In fact, as you're listening just... to this, we'll be on our way there. So, w- all we need is a floor. Yeah. At this point in the show... Uh, we can sleep on the plane. Indeed. We'll just go out and enjoy Hong Kong. Yeah, screw jet lag. We can go to a karaoke. Do some karaoke. Do they have karaoke in Hong Kong? I don't, I don't But I don't speak Chinese. Why is that a problem? Because it's if it's karaoke in China... Raj. Raj is, Raj is there. He boy. can translate. I can be like, don't stop believing. And he can be like, so basically, it's probably a good thing that uh, everything cut out at that point. (laughs) Because I did a bit where I did Raj translating into Chinese the song, don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Um, Or... Uh, anyhow, and, and I know no Chinese whatsoever, and I wasn't making fun of Raj. It could be taken that I was making fun of the Chinese language, which I would not have been. I would have. It's just my s- stupid American way of having too much fun sometimes. But anyhow, um, we continued that bit for a few minutes and jumped into some other emails. Now, the next 10 minutes are gone uh, into the ether, and the night that Casey and I tried to record, re record everything. 
it just wasn't flowing. We were both very tired. We were feeling bad. And so everything you hear, if it sounds like we're not feeling that, that great, or if it sounds like we're feeling okay, uh, it's because we were being super fake. Um, now, the stuff that you'll be hearing from this point on, of course, is that first night. Everything, Most of what you've heard has been from the first night of recording. And we were just upbeat, having a blast. Um, so what's going to happen now is uh, there's probably one and a half emails that I missed here. And I want to apologize right out of the gate for that. I, I hate that, um, that, and I have no idea what email it would have been. I mark the emails as I read them, and then I unmark them as I go. And so it's always hard to kind of recreate what emails I read and that sort of thing. So I want to go ahead and apologize for that. Uh, as we come back to Casey's and my, my conversation, as we come back to the... <sighs> As we go back to the conversation Casey and I were having, we're talking about Lost, and someone had emailed in saying that Lost was a good show with a great score. So um, we'll get right into that at this point. You're a Lost fan. Yes, I am. Should I take the time to go back and just get caught up? I'm not even going to let you finish that sentence. Yes, you need – and here's the thing is whenever it first – like trying to watch it from week to week Mm -hmm. is – a little more difficult than yeah. like getting the season sitting mm-hmm. down and watching it because once you do that you'll be hooked okay a couple of questions uh-huh lost or samurai jack first lost okay um do we ever find out what in the world a panda bear was doing on the i mean a polar bear was doing on the island yes yes and no see that's but my problem with lost. but here's the thing is they're explaining all of this stuff now okay. actually all right um more so than than they had you been. should just check it out. I think you'll like it once you once you sit down with a couple of episodes all at the same time. Okay. I tried to watch it when it first started. Right. And couldn't get into did it. Did you get frustrated and bored with it? I did. Okay. But I sat down. I watched three seasons mm-hmm. in a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't do anything okay. all week. All right. And well, I mean, like, I, I, was just, I wouldn't usually do that, but that's a really... It's a really good show. You should if, really check it I out. If I watch it and, and like it, I'm not going to become a super huge Lost fan, though. I mean, that's fine. Okay. I'm just but, I'm saying I'm, that's a conscious decision I'm making. Okay. You can right. you can say that. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, or, uh, a full orchestra for a television show is very rare. Usually, you're, you, you've got people using very high-end um, synthesizers and keyboards and that sort of thing, or a very small jazz band type thing doing the music very rare do you have an orchestra full orchestra for a tv score so apparently if they're doing that for loss that's pretty it's pretty high end right there um most main characters have their own theme and their themes for adventure death and other recurring events as well other recurring events like typing in numbers on a computer maybe hitting the button yeah probably the best tv soundtrack ever the theme from Rudy, that's a classic one, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And the theme from Chariots of Fire, which always makes people run in slow motion. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Yeah, that's Chariots of Fire. Thanks again for a great podcast. And that's Anna from Indiana. I always want to like, make a song about her when I see the name. Anna from Indiana. But I, nothing really comes to mind. You'll come up with something. Thank you. This is from Gabriel. He says, first of all, I want to say hello. 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 
I really do love all your podcasts, but Geek Out Loud is the one podcast I feel I can totally relate to. Thank you. I work at Long Beach Community College in California by day, and I must say that I, along with a few other staffers, love hearing your show. Well, hello, Long Beach Community College! What's up? I'm a college dropout. <laughs> um, <clears throat> dropped out of college in 1998 to work at Dairy Queen. How'd that work out for you? Uh, not too good. I ended up at McDonald's. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. And you think Ronald McDonald's a happy guy? Hitman's a slave driver. <laughs> I'm telling nice. you. Nice. No, Ronald McDonald evil. Grimace, that big blue, that big purple blob, you know what he is? A blood clot. I mean, that's honestly. That is so mean. I know, I know. Let's be positive. I'm Mary McCheese. I got a cheeseburger for a head. Whatever. I love McDonald's. I, it's my dark mistress. I can't get rid of it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, moving on. Hello, Long Beach Community College. I've been listening to you. Uh, been listening to you since last fall, and every topic on your show has been great. I sent you an email shortly after your smorgasbord show when I decided to join the Geek Out Loud forums, but you never responded. Boo. I'm sorry. Boo, Steve. Smorgasbord was I the joined, one you were on. I joined, too, right yeah. after that. I'm sorry, Gabriel. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll just put a star next to the emails because I want to read them on the air because they're that good. So I apologize. He said, I figure you're super busy with all your podcasts, and also I just let it go thinking maybe you'd read my email on your next show. I posted the idea about doing a soundtrack show and goal, and the next thing I know, your next goal show is about movie scores and soundtracks. Gabriel, you are the reason I did that, by the way. <laughs> I, want you, I mean, serious business. You really are. Um, I was so happy and excited. Dude, you totally made my day. However! What? After you read all your emails and gave shout-outs, you said... That is a red however. Yes. Mm. Well, he had time to do that at the community college. That was in his. He learned to do that in his HTML no. class. Yeah. That um, is, that's red. It red. He said, uh, you, you said, a new guy got on the forums and suggested this topic. At first, I was super happy jumping out of my chair here at work. But then I thought, hey, wait a minute. A new guy? This is an awesome topic that may expand in the next show. And all I get for credit is, a new guy? That, sir, is a reasonable complaint. That's a reasonable red however. That's a... <laughs> Indeed it is, yes. So, everyone, Gabriel, give a big shout out to Gabriel who wrote in and suggested doing a soundtrack episode, completely inspired me to do one. And as I started to record during the last episode, I realized it was going to be a greater task than I was able to undertake. In fact, it was one of the few times I've actually recorded an episode twice because the first time around didn't go well because I tried to cram too much into it. So, there will be more soundtrack talk down the road, uh, thanks to Gabriel from Long Beach, California Community College. So, cheers. raise your glass. Cheers yeah. to Gabriel with the big Some with the big butt coffee. My coffee is almost empty. We're going to have to, like, podcast forever. <laughs> then hop a plane to Hong Kong. To Hong Kong. <laughs> Way to bring because it Because it'll be morning there, right? Uh, he goes on to say, Thank you yeah. so much. Just the fact that you use my idea as a topic for a show is awesome. You have a pal here in L.A. that respects you and values your opinions as well. Well, thanks, Gabriel. I appreciate that. As you know, here in California, we're going through tremendous layoffs, especially teachers and other college staff. In fact, our department here went from a staff of nine people to only three. Times are tough, but your show helps us to keep our heads up and reminds us that it's good to smile. 
even through the darkest of times. I don't know if I or any more of our staff in this department is next on the Terminator's list, but in the meantime, I'll continue to listen to your podcast. Keep up the good work, man. Hope all is well. Hope all went well in South Carolina. Best wishes always, Gabriel, a.k.a. the new guy. Um, Gabriel, gosh, listen, all I do is talk in the microphone when people are going through layoffs and some of the stuff people are going through boo layoffs i know boo right economy. so boo. <laughs> boo let's just do away with the economy start over um let's go back to the bartering system i'd have nothing to barter if i went, if I went back <laughs> to the bartering system i'd be like hey i can tell you a joke three guys walked into a bar the fourth one ducked <laughs> come on now give me some food you know that's really what it would be um, uh, no, but hey, best of wishes to you guys out there. I hope that everything goes well. Uh, things did go very well in South Carolina. It was a good meet. I did not get to meet. Uh, we've actually already read an email from Griffin, and Griffin lives up in South Carolina. I was hoping to get a chance to sit and meet him and talk to him. But uh, what do you? What's the problem there? Getting bitter toward the end? Yeah. Okay. Coffee not as good at the bottom of the cup. <laughs> well, stop drinking it. Take it away from me. Well, just there's a trash can right next to it. That still has coffee in it a little bit. Well, put it in the. It's fine. It's they'll empty it out tomorrow. So, um, but yeah, Griffin. I was supposed to get to meet Griffin and just never was able to. So, uh, let's get two more and then we're gonna get to heroes. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is from Jared. Jared said, "Steve, it's been a while since I've emailed. Actually, I have three more and then we'll get to heroes." It's been a while since I've emailed, so I'll try to keep this short. With the summer movie season just around the corner, I was wondering what movies you were most looking forward to this summer. Uh, what you looking forward to, Casey, this this year? Anything particular? Does it have to be summer? No, it can be any time. Looking forward to Harry Potter this summer. It is summer. I'm very much looking Half forward to that. Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. And I'm, I want to see Watchmen. Yeah, that's next weekend. Yeah. No, that's this weekend. It's that's tomorrow. We can so go watch that we, in Hong Kong. Well, uh, we could go watch it in Hong Kong. I don't know. If it opens, I think it's going to open like in no, two months okay, in Hong fine, Kong. Whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, I want to see that and um, Harry Potter and I don't. What else is coming out this summer? Uh, there is Wolverine. Maybe. Yeah, there is um, Transformers Two. I'm there for that. There's GI Joe at the end of the summer. I'm, yeah, I'm there, there for that. For that. Um, Christopher Eccleston, what? Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the new Star Trek movie, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. I'm going to go see it. Uh, all the Trekkies rejoice. Um, Guys, because here's what I promise. Out. Who's that? Zachary Quinto? Spot? A big eyebrow guy. Zachary Quinto? Eyebrow. Ooh, his eyebrows are intense. He, he does have some big eyebrows. I'm um, sorry, that was maybe negative. No, that's fine. There. No. Are you? Don't be worried. You know what? You're so hyped up. You go as negative as you want right now on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, they're just scary, bushy. They're just like big. They're like big eyebrows. Yeah. Moving forward. Anyhow, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go see Star Trek, and and I think I can guarantee the listeners a Star Trek episode sometime in the near future, in the summer before the movie comes out. So, um. <clears throat> Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I, the more I've seen of Wolverine, the more I'm looking forward to it. Um, just because, if nothing else, it'll probably be fun. It looks like it'll be fun. Um, Hugh Jackman has taken on role of producer to try uh-huh. to really up the ante on, on how well the film has been made and that sort of thing. So, could be interesting. 
Uh, he talks a little bit about Lost and says what everyone has been saying to me, that if I can get through season three, then the story really picks up halfway through season three and things start to move. So, And that I think that was after they had sat down and said, here's the official end date of the show mm-hmm. and we need to just go ahead and move toward wrapping things up. And then he gives his top ten supervillains in no particular order. Magneto, Dr. Octopus, Venom, Carnage, The Joker, Good villain. Lex Luthor, Apocalypse, mm-hmm. The Green Goblin, Doomsday, and Dr. Doom. That's all I have for today. See ya, Steve! And that's Jared from West Des Moines, Iowa. <coughs> Excuse me. This one comes from Justin. Justin's a writer. You'll appreciate Justin. Justin. He says, Steve, you did a great job of highlighting some really great scores, and I'm glad to see the love for the Pirates movie. As a writer, I listen to... See what I tell you. Mm-hmm. I listen to me... <laughs> <laughs> I listen to music constantly to help me feel the emotion of a scene or to set the proper background tone. I don't know how many times I've written a piece of high adventure to William's Star Wars scores or Zimmer's At World's End score, but as you said, you left out a few pieces, and I thought I would mention a few favorites of my own. First, Basil Pelodorus's score for Conan the Barbarian. I'm going to have to check out Conan because there have been so many people, not just Justin and the other guy who mentioned it. I think it might have been Griffin. Um... I've, I've just in the forums it's been there it's just been repeated I, I, I guess I need to check it out uh, he says you mentioned the spirit of high adventure that Williams achieved with the Indiana Jones movies well so does Polidaurus uh, tracks like Anvil of Crom and the Battle of the Mounds are staples of DMD combat sessions around the world then we come to Edward Shearmer's Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow score now that's adventure that's what he says mm-hmm. um it really is a wonderful, wonderfully sweeping and bombastic. I wish I would have remembered the word bombastic in my last podcast because I was using the same adjectives over and over again. Poor writer. <laughs> Poor writing skills. Poor writing skills. You're just, you're like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut so we can get to the hero that well, much faster. Well, you're not, you're not writing when you're speaking. Yes, but still, I feel like I, I feel like, Casey, I feel like I've got to bring the quality Every episode. You do bring quality every episode. I disagree. I was really disappointed with the last episode. I'm not going to lie to you. Damn. I'm being, And I'm not stretching for compliments. I'm saying that I came away feeling like I didn't do my job well as a podcaster. Um, Whatever. Alan Silvestri score for Van Helsing. Carter Bureau score for Rob Roy. And, Jane Horner, and James Horner's Braveheart score. But Kevin Kiner did a score for the film Wing Commander that is outstanding. Talk about a horrible movie, but that score is amazing. <laughs> I've, well, um, That's cool. I've probably written more words to that music than I have any other score I own, and I own a lot. Now, before I go, I, do, I want to mention great scores that don't just come from movies, but also from games. You really do need to head over to iTunes and give some of them a listen, or you're doing yourself a disservice. Marty O'Donnell's Halo scores are a fantastic place to start, with Halo 3 being the crown jewel. Tracks like Never Forget and Finish the Fight are as good as anything you'll find in cinema. Greg Edmondson's score for Uncharted is like the Indiana Jones theme for a new millennium. Tommy Tallarico's Advent Rising score is another winner, as are Michael Giacchino's Medal of Honor scores. I am sorry that I don't know how to pronounce some of these names. Anyway, sorry for taking up so much of your time. I am, like you, passionate about music, and I love sharing the songs and scores that have touched me. I'm always on the lookout for new inspiration, so keep the recommendations coming. Your friend, 
Justin and uh, Justin Maycumber. So, Justin, thanks for that. Um, here's a recommendation for everybody. I went ahead and purchased on a whim the Watchman score. Watchman hmm. comes out and uh, tomorrow, as we said from the recording of this, and I'm going to say I was very pleased with the Watchman score. Oh, yeah? It's a very good. It has a very good superhero-y feel to mm-hmm. it. Um, really really good score i was listening to it last night while i was doing some things and very impressed with it really enjoyed it so that is that is my that's steve's suggestion you have any suggestions of scores people should listen to casey None you just all. put me on the spot oh, I'm sorry. i just blanked out what i'm sorry hey casey if what are some movie scores that you like you know of any that you can think of i mean not to put you on the spot if you think of some just let me know okay all okay right. i'll think on it thanks all right thank you all right One more, and then we're getting to what Casey's been waiting for. Uh, (laughs) um, Well, if my email will open now, I I messed up to see the time. uh, uh Uh-oh. So, anyhow, yeah, Watchmen score really, really good score. I was very impressed with it. Yeah, I like what I hear on the previews. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is the previews now are using a lot of the Watchmen score. So, good stuff. All right, one more. And then we'll get to <laughs> what Casey's been waiting to get to. This one comes from Colin. Colin from... Um, What's up, Colin? Yeah, up, up in New England. He says, uh, here's some scores you may have missed. Braveheart, which we've talked about on here already. Uh, Hoosiers. Hoosiers was a good score. Hoosiers is Gene Hackman basketball movie. Um, yeah. And it, it it's that typical sports movie score. Uh, Harry Potter, we've mentioned those. Those are our very good. Terminator, which, let me tell you something. The Terminator theme is iconic. It's great. I lo- it's just scary. And it foreboding. is scary. It's just awesome stuff there. Uh, and Rocky. Now, Bill Conti did the original score for Rocky, the first Rocky. And Rocky, mm-hmm. and he did Rocky 2 and Rocky 3. He did not do Rocky... Four. I'm not sure if he did Rocky Five, but he came back for Rocky Balboa. Did an out. He does an outstanding job. He's very brass heavy in his stuff, particularly you know the Rocky theme. We all yeah. know the dun 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 dun. I'm going to tell you something. If if you listen to the original Rocky score, and 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 the track is called Fanfare for Rocky. It's not the gonna fly now with the dun 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 dun. dun, dun. I don't know why I'm running wide. Um, <laughs> But it's just the fanfare for Rocky, and it's all these trumpets. It's basically just a trumpet ensemble almost. And mm-hmm. it is just, there's one part in the middle of it where they just break down and go nuts, and it is, it blows your mind. It is it is incredible piece of music. So, yeah, I love the Rocky score. Top 10 comic villains, he says. Number 10, Doomsday. And we all know Doomsday for having killed Superman. Number 9, mm-hmm. the Red Skull. That's Captain America's uh, yeah. arch nemesis, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that or not. If okay. you don't know who some of these are, stop me and tell okay. me. Lex Luthor, number eight. Wow, he's got Luthor at number eight of his top ten. I don't know about that. Uh, number seven, Sinestro. I don't know who that is. He is uh, the Green Lantern's um, arch nemesis. Battle okay. of the Ring. Yeah. Sinestro is yellow, though. He has a yellow ring and stuff. <laughs> and the reason this is a big deal is because back in the day, the old Green Lantern, his weakness was yellow. Oh, okay. He could, his ring wouldn't work on anything yellow, so they would fight. It was really huh. cool. Uh, number six, Venom. You know who Venom is. Yeah. Number five, the Kingpin. 
Yeah. 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 Daredevil is yeah. Daredevil movie Michael Clark Duncan, but also in the Spider Man comics. He's he was a Spider Man villain before he was a Daredevil villain, I think. We'll find out. And I'm, yeah, after making that statement, I sure will. Uh-huh. Uh, if, if I'm wrong, <laughs> I'll hear about it. People got their hands on the home keys. Uh, number four, Catwoman. How do you feel about Catwoman? She's number four. And Lex Luthor's number eight. I yeah. just think Lex Luthor's you're just a, you're awesome. You're a Lex Luthor fan. But okay, number we can three, go Catwoman. Number three, Dr. Doom. I agree that Dr. Doom should be in anyone's top five list. Yeah. I will even say top three. Dr. Doom's number number one to me, honestly. Even above really? Lex. Really? Mm-hmm. What? He is, Steve, well, he's, one the, he's one of the inspirations for Darth Vader. How can you go wrong with Dr. Doom? Okay, fine. Number two, Brainiac. And yeah. depending on what version of Brainiac you're talking about, any all the versions of Brainiac are really good. Particularly okay, back James on my Masters. good yeah, list. Yeah. And then number one, Dark Side. I don't know who that okay, is. Okay, did you ever watch Superman the Animated Series? Did you watch the Justice League show series, animated series? Which one? JLU, Justice League Unlimited. The Maybe some of it. The, did you watch the first couple? Of Dark Side's the guy who looks like he's got like a gray stone face with like a blue oh, hood over okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's Dark Side. Powerful, okay. powerful villain. So yeah, that's a good list though. I like I that list. I haven't thought about the Red Skull. There are a lot of Superman are Lex Luthor, Doomsday, there. Dark Side, Brainiac. This is yeah, cool. Four of ten there are, Lex, are uh, Superman villains. Um, Catwoman is a Batman villain. I'm glad to see he doesn't have really any other Batman villains but Catwoman. That's interesting. I like the Joker as a villain. I do Especially, too. you know, in the, the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Was. Heath Ledger did He did phenomenal. an amazing job. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he says, in 1997, the only thing I wanted for Christmas was the Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition. When I got it, it was like a, well, I was like a kid on Christmas, he says. <laughs> my family was so mean to me and even refused to let me watch until I got home three days later. How could they not like Star Wars? They just made fun of me. To this day... They have been closed-minded about the situation. This brings me to my point. I kept hearing about this book-slash-movie Twilight. I gave it a chance, keeping an open mind. It was very good. In reading, I'm sure I got something different than a 12-year-old girl. Well, I'm sure you got something different than a 12-year-old girl, too, because, well, you're not a 12-year-old girl. I saw a family standing behind one another, even if they did not agree. A man sees this and understands. I get it. Yeah, I can see that. You can see where he's coming from? Yeah, totally, yeah. Because, yeah. Okay, this is what I want to say about Twilight, and I'm just going to say it again. That is the first take, number one, that I've ever Mm -hmm. heard on Twilight that even remotely sounds manly. (laughs) A family standing behind one of their own. Okay? It it really is. It really is. I haven't thought about it that way, but it really is. But now... The description on the book, the description on Amazon, all the little 12-year-old girls, I just, I'm sorry, I can't bring myself to read it. I don't think you would like it. It, it is good, but that's the, that's like the underlying theme of, of what it is. Um, so Colin dug a little bit. He dug a little yeah. deeper than mo- most people do. Yeah, good job. And I'm not a deep digger. No, you wouldn't like it just for the surface I dig you. myself holes a lot of times. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I don't. Um, don't get into much of that. This last one here, um, before we could jump into it, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't done it in a while, but this is your, this week's real life superhero. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. 
this email comes from Casey. What? What? <laughs> That's crazy. Um. Okay. Hey, do the do this. Can you can you read? You can't. Okay. Okay, I can tell you though. Okay. No, I just want. I don't want you to read the whole thing. I just want okay. you to read the part of your email. Okay. okay. I can just tell you about it. Okay. Well, don't. I, well, I came across a story while I was surfing the wires, and I thought that you might like it for your hero of the week. Um, the heady uh, headline kind of says it all. All right. That's so cool. And then at the bottom you say, see you soon. Yeah. Say that. See you soon. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we had an email reader or an email writer read the email. All right. Here is uh, from the Associated Press uh, this article that took place. Uh, this has been about two weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, from Salt Lake City. Dateline, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Uh, wedgie, as good as handcuffs in suspect detention. Okay. I'm just going to read the article, all right? Well, it, read the headline one more time. Okay. Wedgie, as good as handcuffs in suspect detention. There you go. So, <laughs> that just tells you everything you need to know right there. Uh, again, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, it took a wedgie and a headlock to pin down a man suspected of breaking into a car. Yvonne Morris, a technician at the Brickyard Animal Hospital, says she chased a man who broke into a co-worker's car, but he kept squirming away from her. Morris eventually grabbed the man's boxer shorts and pulled. <laughs> okay, Salt Lake City Police say she then put a headlock on the man until help could arrive. The man was booked in the Salt Lake County Jail on suspicion of vehicle, vehicle burglary, possession of stolen property, and outstanding warrants. Awesome. <laughs> that is not, don't chase down a guy that's breaking into a car because that's scary. But, wow. Okay, wow. Yvonne, I just want to say, Yvonne, I have to believe one of two things about her. Either A, she was the oldest of a family, you know, the rest of her siblings were boys. You mm-hmm. know, probably might have had some brothers that she had to fend off from time to time. Or she was the school bully. Because I'm going to tell you, the move she went to, wedgie and a headlock, <laughs> that's a school bully move. I'm going to say that in, in but, my... But, in, but probably not school bully. I mean, no, let's, in let's my imagination... Because that was heroic. I mean, that was like really, right. really In awesome. my imagination, Yvonne's a, a reformed school bully. Huh. She, okay. she grew up. She saw the error of her ways. She's like, I'm going to use my powers of wedging <laughs> for good. Uh, I'm going to save the world one wedgie at a time. So uh, <laughs> that has to be like one powerful wedgie. What? Well, here's the thing. I mean, she has to be pretty strong. Do you, I mean, do you think? away. I mean, just there you go. I mean, so here's here's the thing that this is the picture based on the the wire from the AP that I'm getting in my head is that she caught up with the man, mm-hmm. tackled said man. And, the, and, and there ensued a struggle on the ground. Okay. Okay. At some point, there had to be... They, they had to be in opposite direction on the ground. Like, the squirming had to take place so, so that she could reach, grab the boxers, and just pull. You know, or maybe she just grabbed him and started claw, crawling up his back. I want to know how far up the wedgie went. <laughs> I don't want to know. I mean, no, because did she go all full on atomic wedgie and pull him over his head? 
and in the middle of the real life superhero the audio cut out my, my musings are did this woman go full on atomic wedgie like did she grab the underwear and pull up over the guy's head and strap them around her nose or or mind you was it just latching on and hanging on for full life kind of you know you don't want to get too graphic about what the wedgie does but i mean it's very uncomfortable and can be painful um you know so <laughs> so uh you know it i hate that it cut out there the audio cut out there but um that was our real life superhero for this episode of geek out Loud. believe it or not And that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Geek Out Loud, the one that we have affectionately titled Technical Difficulties, because it has been, oh my gosh, just a mess of technical difficulties. I hope it hasn't detracted from your enjoyment of listening to us ramble on and on and on and on about all this stuff that we all love. And uh, I hope to get Casey back again, hyped up on coffee, so that we can... Uh, you catch receiving some new magic in in a bottle, some new lightning in a bottle for the for the greatest you, the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. I want to just say a few things. Number one, love to get your emails. I've got to do a whole another show, so episode thirty two will be yet another show devoted to catching up on your emails. And but I still want to hear from you, and that's geekoutonline at gmail dot com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com would love to hear from you and geek out with you about whatever it is you're geeking out about also check out our forums geekoutpodcast.com forward slash forums geekoutpodcast.com forward slash forums we gave a few of the guys there a shout out in this particular episode it is a good time and we need you over there to jump in on conversations all over the board no matter what you want to geek out about I'm sure there's a place for you and if there's not you can always get a thread started up to geek out about the things that you want to geek out about on the Geek Out Loud forums geekoutpodcast.com slash forums I do want to say episode 30 has been the most downloaded episode ever of Geek Out Loud and I can only assume that that's in partly in thanks to Graham Hancock for allowing me to come on twice and guest on the 10th Wonder Podcast. So, Graham, thank you for that. We're hoping to have Graham on the show soon as we prepare for Transformers 2. We've got a lot of things coming down the pipe. We've got an interesting interview coming up pretty soon. Uh, we've got Michael Bailey going to come on and talk some G.I. Joe with us. I've already mentioned Graham coming on, and, and we're going to geek out about Transformers. I'm trying to line up another, uh, a couple of other few special interviews, and there's no telling what we're going to geek out about in the coming weeks and months. Uh, just because it's it's summer's right around the corner. We are hitting springtime, and summer is right around the corner, and we know that summer's a big time for all things movie, all things geek. A lot to going on, a lot to talk about. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry it's been such a delay in getting this particular episode out. Uh, hopefully the next one won't be so weird. So thanks again for joining us. I'm going to let it go out the way that it went out with me and Casey the first night we recorded this particular episode. We're done. 
I totally messed Finish. up the end of it. No, you didn't. It's fine. I didn't know you were trying. I thought I'd already said bye. No, it's, oh, you did. But I mean, I just was going to give you another. Because okay. a lot of times on the podcast, people keep saying bye for some reason. That's really weird. Are we still recording? I don't know. Oh, we'll see we you guys. say bye. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Raj. We're coming your way. Hong Kong, here we come. Woo!